everybody and welcome to let's talk about horror team doom and i am back for another episode this is your host walter doom and i would like to say thank you to everybody that have been listening to the podcast if you want to follow me on social media those social medias are walter doom on instagram walter doom one on twitter and walter doom on everything else that involves streaming I would like to thank each and every one of you that are still out there listening to me, still rocking with me. You, Team Doom, are the reason why I make this podcast because we're just a bunch of weirdos out here that love horror. Shouts out to Kelly the Wolf for the beat for the opening of the show. Shout outs to Algorithm C for providing the theme of the show and all types of music for the show. You guys are the true MVPs trying to help this show be what it is. And if you guys checked out my last episode, I mean, yeah, last episode was about Pride Month. So I talked to the homie Marco Estes and we talked about a little bit about gays and horror and everything like that and everything in between and just his role in the realm of the horror sphere for the gay community. And it was definitely a very engaging conversation. If you guys have not checked that episode out yet, please do please do so now as you are all probably going so what are we getting into today walter doom i will tell you audience so i would like to introduce the other half of world of doom she is a blogger a cosplayer and just a all out incredible you know friend you know I don't even know. I'm making this so cringy now. <laughs> she's a great friend. She's a great friend. <laughs> Let's give it up for Megan's World, everybody. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm back. Man, my second time this season. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. I mean, almost like back to back because you were on the It episode not too long ago. That's real, back to back almost. <laughs> back to back on these hoes. Yes. <laughs> you know, you have to go back to back like Drake and everything. But how you exactly. doing? <laughs> how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So yeah, I can't wait to get into this episode because man. It was a lot prepared for this episode. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, if you guys want to follow Megan, the the handles are what are they, Megan? 
Yes, it is Megan's World at all handles. So I'm on Instagram, kind of on Twitter and on TikTok. So it is M-E-A-G-A-N-Z World. And that's where you can find me. Yep. So make sure you follow Megan Z World. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw a little insider out. If you guys didn't know about it, can you tell that story a little bit? (laughs) That is so funny to me. Right. Yeah, totally. So I was on Instagram one day and someone that I was following did a live video. And of course, when you jump into someone's live, you know, you're handle pops up and all that mm-hmm. and she was uh you know she was shouting out everyone and then she was kind of like megan z world and then she kind of realized that it was megan's world so it was like, <laughs> 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 but that was the easiest way to kind of spell my handle because if i just said megan with well i could say megan with a z and then world it's just like whatever but i just like say yeah, megan yeah. z world I say megan's world then people add s and yeah so it's just easier to say it like that yeah I I find that story very funny because it's just like I don't know anybody else that will read a handle and just think like Megan Z world or just like anything like that but shouts out to that creator I mean we're not making fun of you it's just a funny you know mistake we all have it sometimes you know I know I I have my oh sorry I know yeah no problem I low-key was thinking about actually putting that as like my name on Instagram, Megan Z World, but that would screw everything up. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Megan Z World. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. That was probably gonna be like my persona of sorts, but I don't even know. That could be your alter ego. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that. So we're gonna talk about the Conjuring series today. So as y'all probably know. The Conjuring just released their latest installment, The Devil Made Me Do It. It came out on HBO Max, like, I want to say a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember how long ago it it was because all these weeks are melting now, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, And I want to say, like, you know, when I I watched the film, well, the Conjuring film, my, I want to say my thing about the Conjuring series is that I find the real life stories a little more interesting than the films. Mm -hmm. Um, Before going into watching The Devil Made Me Do It, I've only seen The Conjuring, La Llorona, and I think that's really about it because I didn't watch any of the Annabelle movies and I've been thirsting to watch those movies for like forever and I never watched the sequels to Conjuring or anything else. Or And I definitely did not want to see The Nun because everybody told me it was terrible. It was just like, oh my God, this movie is horrible beyond belief. Um, but what's going to happen here today is me and Megan, we are going to do some fuck shit and probably anger a few of you people out there. We are going to rank these films from worst movie to best yeah <laughs> and yep. how we watched it or how we decided to watch it actually in chronological order of events so you know we started out with the nun and finished with devil made me do it 
Yeah. That was a grind in itself. <laughs> My fact, God. It was really fun watching that movie that way, or at least the franchise that way too, because honestly, like, well, we'll kind of get more into it a little bit later. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, it was very fascinating watching it crawl logical order and then kind of seeing the easter eggs i feel like the easter eggs a little bit more clear when you watch yeah yeah Mm -hmm. also i want to say if you guys have not watched all of the conjuring movies yet let's make this fun i mean i have a graphic right now for you guys it's called a drinking conjuring game so (laughs) (laughs) whenever this episode is up um it should be up like pretty soon so well whenever this episode is up the graphics should be up too so yeah you guys could actually take that graphic if you haven't watched the country movies have fun you know yeah <laughs> get yourself a nice little <laughs> beer maybe uh tequila i mean i'm i'm a tequila guy myself i love that shit <laughs> you know <laughs> um try and stay away from vodka because i get ratchet as shit <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean whatever you guys prefer you know if you want to snort cocaine and watch the country movies i mean <laughs> that is your business <laughs> Get a little cbd drink that, that's my that's my thing <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i'm sorry but I, I can't imagine somebody sniffing cocaine and just like <laughs> Oh man, that bitch Annabelle, go get her! <laughs> I, can't, I can't picture it either. I feel like it's not that's not a Coke movie, but I have no, I've never done that, so I don't know. I, I, neither don't have I. I. <laughs> <laughs> it seems but almost yeah, unnecessary. No, <laughs> right? But yeah, no, that that drinking game though, it, it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I'm gonna say is when you hear Lorraine so many times, someone is gonna get fucked up especially the devil made me do it (laughs) 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 and also i kind of tested it a little bit too i mean i wasn't drinking but i was drinking an energy drink and i was just like oh he said lorraine and then he was saying lorraine four times in a row i'm like shit (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you guys whatever your choice of substance or your your source of poison may be yeah definitely use that use that game chart and um yeah see how far you get through the movie (laughs) but that's what makes it all fun you know i mean i used to drink and watch horror movies all the time and that i don't really do it as much anymore but that used to be my sport (laughs) (laughs) used to be like oh somebody's drinking let's drink with them (laughs) you know (laughs) kind of fun but anyway we're gonna get into (laughs) the rankings now (laughs) before some be like damn y'all need to go to like rehab (laughs) (laughs) first things first let's start with the worst (laughs) the worst the absolute worst starting off with the very worst film in the Conjuring series, The Curse of La Llorona, which should not be a surprise to anybody. So, mm-hmm. Megan, would you want to give your thoughts real quick about this movie? Oh, of course. Frankly, I forgot this movie was even supposed to be in the Conjuring series. 
I <laughs> I heard this movie came out and then I forgot I absolutely forgot about it for years, you know. And then yeah. I, and then like when I was rewatching series, I was like, oh, this is the part of it. And then watching and like seeing the chronological order chart and everything, I was just like, wait, this is supposed to be a part of it because it just it's so out of place. And like again, yeah. the lore and everything is so fascinating. And of course, they make reference to it in the beginning, but like it, it gets so lost. And then, like technically, like as me, like as far as film production wise, it's a bad movie because the thing that I hated the most about this movie is the lighting. Like the yeah. cinematography was not good. Like the scenes are supposed to be scary, but it's not doing something like Midsummer where it's like intentionally bright and. Um, you know, in contrast of like horror movies being bright or dark to being bright, but it's like it's supposed to be a scary scene, but done in like broad daylight. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not creative like how Midsummer was. It's just like it just does not look right. It looks like a bad student film, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I remember when before going into this movie. You were telling me how reluctant you were into <laughs> going into this film. And I've already seen the film before. And I was reluctant into going into it too. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is like when I first watched it, I didn't hear much about it because no one didn't talk about this movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They talked about The Nun. A lot yeah. of people talked about The Nun. Mm-hmm. But nobody really talked about The Curse of La Llorona like that Mm -hmm. and now for me the reason why i feel like this was the worst of the worst in the franchise the story had nothing to do with the conjuring universe the story didn't even have anything to really do with la yarona in the first place like it like they had the character they had her story the lore of her story but they didn't really present her in the way that you know most latinos have been fearing her when they Mm -hmm. were kids and everything Mm-hmm. And I just felt like they really missed an opportunity to really bring like an ethnic folklore into the mainstream of America film. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I feel like there needs to be more horror movies like that, but it really sucks that this was kind of like, you know, <laughs> one of the first big like mainstream introductions to that. And it's just like, why? <laughs> you know what? The sad part about it is that there's a lot of La Llorona films. And actually, Shudder did a film, or at least they picked up a La Llorona film that was absolutely fantastic. Like, it was a really good film. This film was just, it was literally what every other American horror movie is you know it's a jump scare fest of just fuck shit you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. jump scares all over the place very bad acting my god was the acting the acting was awful 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 like no not a fan at all um (laughs) there is this one scene though okay it's slight spoilers but i'm trying to kind of avoid it but there's a scene where some people die and it takes place in a hallway. I want to say, then- I want to say, don't even <laughs> worry about spoilers because 
this movie is old as fuck anyway. That's true, that's true. Okay, so there's, you know, there's um, children in the diagonal hall, um, hallway and there the lighting is actually good. It's actually pretty great how they do yeah. the light in that scene. But <laughs> they fast forward to like the crime scene and then the kids are on the street. So I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like, okay, who moved the bodies? <laughs> you know, like, what the heck? Like, I, I don't know. That was something like lost in translation there. And I'm just like, okay, like who in production fucked up was like, okay, yeah, this scene happened in a hallway, but we're finding these kids in the street, like in this next scene, like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was one of the detriments. I also thought, like, another thing that was really bad about this film is, like, how the mother who was arrested, who was getting blamed for, like, her kids being dead, the ones that were, like, laying dead in the street, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how she made a deal with La Llorona to get her kids back. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, well, my memory serves me well. You can't even make a deal with this demon because Mm -hmm. she's out to kill kids no matter what no matter how much you beg and plead with her there's Mm -hmm. no there's no deals you can make with her to make her do what you want her to do you know Mm -hmm. um they did do one thing um correct as far as like the demon is concerned which i feel like it is a thing is um well somewhat decent is that they gave her, which is also pretty random too, by the way, which is also still kind of bad. Like, it's good for, like, how they portray the character because it shows how the character is, like, still kind of human. But it was bad because it's like, what sense does it make to put it in this moment of the film? This doesn't make sense at all. Like, where did this item come from? Basically, it's the scene where the son gives the little, like, bracelet to La Llorona or the necklace and Mm -hmm. even though i felt like that was a good scene it was a bad scene to have Mm -hmm. because it was like this doesn't make sense to add in the film (laughs) because she's not after the bracelet she's after some kid's soul because she's a tortured demon (laughs) like (laughs) like, why movie (laughs) why a movie has to movie, but it doesn't make any sense in this movie. <laughs> Again, it's like that's the that's the movie that has to go. I mean, the only scenes that actually stood out to me is the one in the hallway before, you know, that first like scene. Or not it wasn't the first scene, but like that. Well, the, the first scene stood out to me because it was so bad. <laughs> awful, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It was not scary, it was more comical to me. Yeah. <laughs> But like the hallway scene, and then also the scene with the umbrella. That shit was awesome. I love that. The editing. Oh, the, um, the umbrella scene was awesome. Like mm-hmm. that was a very smooth transition that they did, and mm-hmm. you know some of that effects that they did to make it look like, you know, she was there, but then she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. No, that shit was cool. Um, the the tub scene was okay it still was kind of like, okay, I know what's going to happen. They try and do some like Nightmare on Elm Street type of fucking shit. (laughs) But like discount. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very discount. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, yeah, I think, I think it could have been 
they they really missed on an opportunity they could have made it better mm-hmm. but um moving on so the second worst movie in the franchise is obviously the nun hands yes. down mm-hmm. yeah no that one wasn't as painful to watch <laughs> as our first movie that we're talking about but uh-huh. like it still was like cringe yeah and i i do appreciate the conjuring going into psychological thrillers almost with this one because uh-huh. that's my favorite subgenre of horror yeah but then again it was very muddled and messy and then once he found out that a lot of this was like you know some of it was psychological a lot of it was just demon trickery then you're like mm-hmm. oh okay and then it just seemed very formulaic and kind yeah. of boring you know yeah well it was kind of predictable to me like and predictable that- Exactly. Mm-hmm. like that scene when they first go into like the church and they see like the nun the one lonely nun that's sitting in that little area like she wasn't there at first but then all of a sudden she appears mm-hmm. I already knew it was Valak yeah like, like I already knew like mm-hmm. it, if the if they wanted to like trick the audience to think like well you know this is not Valak they're doing a horrible job at it because we already knew it was her. You know? You know what? True. However, I'm going to give this movie the benefit of the doubt. When you watch in chronological order, and if it's Mm -hmm. your first time watching the franchise, that's the only way it could work. Literally the only way. You know? Otherwise, yeah. No, it's going to be trash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm going to have to give a fast forward for a moment because it's going into like maybe one of the reasons why I did not like this film. Now, mind you, I didn't watch The Conjuring 2 until like after I watched The Nun, you know? So I didn't know how to like think of The Nun when she was in Conjuring 2. I think, I think they did a very good job in making her a scary figure in Conjuring 2 yes. versus her own movie yes exactly like it it honestly for such a but like you know for it being a canon of all these films very popular films popular Mm -hmm. popcorn flick for horror and probably having a great budget again i don't know the budget i didn't look it up i have to admit but yeah yeah supposedly having a great budget the everything looks cheap and again like you know, it, it is takes place in almost a single location, but there are some great films that take place in single location. Case in point, Saw. I mean, you know, you gotta speak to that. I've never seen yeah, that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Horror movies and shit. But, like, um, yeah, as far as that, it just it looked low budget despite of all the effects. Valak did not look scary. And even the other nuns did not look terrifying <laughs> no yeah. now to go back to what you were saying about the budget this movie had a budget of 22 million no shut up <laughs> yes you want to hear how much they uh, took in the box office 365.6 million oh dang so they were just they're cash grabbing that's really it oh it it's definitely that's and that's what i feel about just 
films like The Nun, they're literal cash grabs. You know, like you would think like, okay, they're about to make a film about Valak. They're about to kind of like give us her story and maybe it's going to be like something very sinister and scary. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's really ter- like, I'm going a, I'm to a say this. They kind of did start off on a good note with the two nuns that were trying to keep her trapped in like that room and yeah, everything. Definitely. I'm going to give them props for that. Mm-hmm. How the movie progressed was just not executed well. Mm-mm. And it was more of like, the nun is right there in front of you. You guys are in an abandoned, like to me, here's what threw me off the most is like they're in an abandoned house. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I felt like Frenchie told him like, this place has been kind of like abandoned ever since yes. the whole like incident happened. Mm-hmm. But yet they see these nuns and all these other people randomly around there. And I'm just like, how are they not questioning any of this? That is so true. Yeah, but then again, like, you know, for <laughs> for the movie and everything like that, <laughs> it's so psychological. Like, I, you know, I have to admit, while watching said movie, like, I was just kind of like, I and even forgot that this was supposed to be an abandoned church or whatever, you know? And then, I, then eventually I was like, wait a minute. No, this place is abandoned. What the yeah. fuck? yeah (laughs) why the hell are people like hey yeah stay in this area or like whatever like i found that really weird yeah yeah like it's honestly like it and i know it's supposed to be kind of like a twist i think an attempt at a twist it wasn't at least for me it wasn't a twist all the information's just right there so you're like watching people like in hindsight just get confused yeah and convinced that these people are real yeah i felt <laughs> like the movie was confused about its own self like it you didn't know, know what it wanted to be yeah and you know even psychological thrillers like the point is it's like yes get the audience a little bit confused but when the answer is just in plain sight it just looks stupid and you're just kind of like no get out of there find whatever you need don't talk mm-hmm. to anybody in there. You're tripping out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't. Make, there's a balance. You can't make psychological thrillers too trippy, but you can't make it too obvious at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So but we're gonna... one thing I do like about this. Oh, sorry. Before we move on, yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. That I do like about the film. And also a reason why I don't, and also a reason I don't like the film either is how they tied it into the first Conjuring movie because it oh, gets yeah. later revealed that Frenchie is the guy that got um, that that whole scene about that possession was shown in the classroom. However, yeah. they try to shoehorn that in, yeah. and, I, and then we watched the original Conjuring movie. And then they don't mention anything about the dude. The guys look completely different. So you can totally yeah, tell, like, yeah. you know, some of the images are superimposed. They don't mention anything about, as I recall, they don't mention anything about like the blood, you know, the blood tears or any mm-hmm, shit like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. 
like they tried to shoehorn that shit in and everyone seemed like oh that's crazy that's from the first movie but at the same time i'm just like well this dude this frenchy dude is like in his mid-20s this dude mm-hmm. that's getting possessed and this is in his 40s yeah so it yep. was like why the fuck <laughs> <laughs> they do they do keep the little bit of information about him like you know his education level Mm -hmm. and um that he's like um he didn't speak no type of other languages and that he was speaking like latin very well yeah and i feel like there was something else they kept in that was in that nun movie but they didn't mention it was frenchy and it definitely wasn't frenchy as the dude that they showed they literally did shoehorn him in Mm-hmm. to be in that role of the guy that got possessed mm-hmm. so i kind of wish they like they could have done that a little bit better you know well, well that's because having... they didn't plan that out they really just wanted like let's make a connection <laughs> you know <laughs> it's a forced connection <laughs> <laughs> it's a forced connection to try to make you know the <laughs> the easily impressed moviegoer to be yeah. easily impressed <laughs> yeah <laughs> i swear right now i'm pretty sure after hearing that the person some people that probably love this movie they're like well i love this film i thought it was brilliant <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's fine if you love the country movies me personally i'm not a big fan of like possession movies you know i mean i like some possession movies when they're done properly my mm-hmm. thing is like And it's the same thing with ghost movies, too, because I'm not a big fan of ghost movies either. Mm -hmm. And it's mainly because, like, I feel like you could only do so much with a possession movie and a ghost movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, honestly, with the ghost movie, you could do a little bit more with ghosts than you can do with possession, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like with possession movies, it's either like, the person's being possessed because of some demon or they're being possessed over some kind of like guilt trip or some bullshit that happens or some kind of curse you -hmm. know which is those three things and it's like half the time you could kind of like play 50 50 ball with it it's like okay i think the people in the movie are gonna survive i think everybody's gonna die nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten and because it's a Hollywood film, if it's a Hollywood film, the people are going to live mm-hmm. and survive. If mm-hmm. it is a indie film or something a little bit lower budget, everybody's going to die. <laughs> so mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, yo, I, I, I will watch a possession movie. I have no problem with watching it. But half the time, I just feel like usually they're all just the same shit, you know, <laughs> in the end. yeah it's very formulaic so you gotta put in something creative with it you know Uh, i mean as far as like you know this conjuring franchise in general though like i i don't mind it you know it's some but again very hit or miss even conjuring fans know that it's very hit or miss so yeah yeah but anyway we're get we're gonna get a little bit to the hits a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um next movie 
Annabelle comes home. She is she is the in the middle. We're we're kind of inching into the middle now <laughs> of the worst. Yeah. And like we discussed this whole list prior to recording, obviously, but we were really tussling between this movie and our next pick because there is things that we liked but there's also things we disliked but well how about how about we talk about it right now so yeah so and because it's still a tussle for me (laughs) honestly (laughs) yeah but um so after annabelle comes home is annabelle creation Mm -hmm. and that um, that that was pretty much our tussle it was literally like a tussle between which one goes first as the worst you know yeah well i for me it kind of boils down to ultimately what's the most memorable and then also what kept my attention Mm -hmm. annabelle comes home did not keep my attention in fact i fall asleep on this movie (laughs) (laughs) i did i did because like it half of the movie it doesn't feel it does not feel like a horror movie at all like I'm glad they focused everything towards you know Judy which is and Ed Lorraine's daughter and how she fits into everything I loved that and it took and you know single location movie for the most part and you know everything was in the house in fact I liked that a little bit more than the nun yeah but you get the character of the babysitter which is pretty generic like she does nothing wrong. I wish there was more layers to her, you know, the babysitter yeah. character. And then also you get the babysitter's friend who has a lot of layers. However, you don't really understand her motives until like it's almost too late in the plot. But then again, you're still unclear about what her motive is. And yeah. also Loki is really stupid because here's the biggest thing. Okay, again, spoilers, but she goes into Ed and Lorraine's basement where all the possessed items are, possessed as cursed items. And she touches everything. And of course, there has to be that character in horror movies like that touches everything and like runs amok. And that's where what all shit breaks loose. What frankly, without her, there'd be no movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, but you don't really, and first you think it's curiosity, but then it gets revealed that she's grieving over her dad so yeah Danielle the, Daniela was such a bad character <laughs> she really was. so and again so it's kind of like okay for the first half of the movie she's and you know here's the thing she's not even telling people like oh I just want to see you know whatever this shit is crazy well she kind of is but you know, you kind of see her internal monologue while going through the stuff. And it looks like she's just mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. But you never see her until halfway through. Oh, she's actually grieving over her dad. This is why she's doing this. She's trying to communicate with him. And I wish that was said from the jump. You know? Yeah, I agree. That's kind of my only thing. Yeah. I agree. You know what? Can we admit that, like, the character Danielle was like Homer Simpson when he was traveling back in time on that Simpsons episode? I don't know if you remember it, but like, literally, that her doing that just reminded me of that episode. Like, <laughs> like when Homer traveled in time, he was like in prehistoric time, and he had the toaster in his hand. He was like, 
Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm trapped in here right now. I just traveled in, traveled back in time. What was the what was the one thing my grandpa told me to do? And grandpa told him, whatever you do, don't touch anything because <laughs> touching the slightest thing will change the fabric of time. Like literally, <laughs> that's what Daniela was. So at a certain point, Homer became frustrated and he said, fuck this. I'm about to touch everything. I'm about to beat up everything, everything that I see. And he kept going through like the different um, time loop continuums of everything changing and all that. Mm-hmm. That's literally what Daniela did. She went in and was just like, don't touch anything. I'm touching everything. everything. <laughs> like- exactly. And that whole scene, like, I know it's supposed to be frustrating. I know it's supposed to be frustrating, but that was yeah. a, whole, a whole nother level because if she was intentionally touching those eyes, not just out of curiosity, like we think it is, but like, mm-hmm. hey, what, what's something that I communicate with my dad, you know, or whatever, but- I'm gonna play a little know. devil's advocate. Movie? I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate. They okay. did show the fact that her- um she did have a picture of her dad and that That's she was true. trying to get in contact with him. True. So that was but like it was a little late. bit. Yeah. I'm, it was like such a character shift. That's, it wasn't like it was late. It was such a character shift because when she first goes in the basement, she's just like, oh, you know, or she goes to Ed Lorraine's office and then she's like, oh shit, there's peas. I'm going to go yeah. down here. And it just looks like she's being ignorant. And yeah. then she like looks yeah. down in her pocket, you know, with the locket or whatever the fuck. And she's like, maybe I can any of oh you know, okay, okay, your devil advocate is kind of correct. Like she probably was initially going in there, like, oh, you know, because she just found out and the town just found out that oh Lorraine, what they do. So mm-hmm. okay, I would give the movie the benefit of the doubt in that regard. But half the time it was like the three girls making baked goods and playing with chickens. <laughs> and- <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, we knew why Daniela was there. We knew why she was there. Yeah. You know? It was revealed later on. Okay, so I kind of take it back. I think my biggest problem with the film, which, you know, now talking about it, I may bring it back up. It, but it, did, it didn't feel like a horror movie. That just brings it back down. <laughs> For me, it did not feel like that until the last, like, 20 minutes. I mean, but Bob's got balls, though. Oh, <laughs> Bob's <different>. got balls. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my okay. God. Now, here's the thing. I feel like creation should have been a little bit lower on our list. Even though you want to go, um, Annabelle Comes Home. I felt like creation should have been like under um, Comes Home. Because just for the simple fact, I don't I I still don't get like the whole mantra of them even like bringing all those girls to the I mean I get it it was to literally give Annabelle a soul to take over Mm -hmm. but it just seems so I don't know I I just didn't like the idea I didn't like the um the story was kind of slow basically Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. Like the story mm-hmm. was slow. It was slow. And it was definitely uninteresting. Um, damn, I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> That's why I didn't like this film. You, you know what? For me, why I didn't like this film is it was very forgettable for me. Like, yeah. like 
even tell you what happened half the time. Like, I remember where they talk about the cursed, you know, well, initially, like, um, like the cursed doll and everything and why she was cursed see that's the thing which was the original like and i kind of like how that was a throwback to like what you know the initial case was where it's like oh i thought it was a possessed doll or whatever from like an actual little girl but you know then they turned it like oh no this is a demon in here like i think that was i thought that was a good kind of like teaser for that yeah you know because my biggest problem with the Annabelle franchise is that they always go back to you know the famous Annabelle case with the nurse and her roommates you know that type Mm -hmm. of stuff and the mother giving her a doll Mm -hmm. but they never ever ever made a movie based off of that case they always made movies like inspired by that case but not a straight up film about that which I am very disappointed about (laughs) because that case is so fascinating and so creepy and so eerie in itself that Mm -hmm. it will make an amazing movie it would it definitely would it it made a yeah missed opportunity for sure yeah I think what really and I'm starting to remember my point but I think what really kind of like upset me about this film since it is supposed to be a prequel it felt like everything that was happening in this prequel was kind of like almost forced to kind of make everything make sense with the first film as far as far as like the daughter who gets killed who just all of a sudden is now like putting her spirit into the doll you know and it's like somehow, some way, she finds her way back to the doll, mm-hmm. you know, after like, it's like, it's one possession after another. And it's like spirit jumping, like, or body it's, jumping. There's so much spirit jumping in this. Mm-hmm. And then like, that's one thing that I was like, weird, well, not really weirded out by, but just kind of annoyed by. And it was kind of hard. Well, it wasn't hard to keep up, but I'm just kind of like, okay, that's freaking weird. But based off of like what you just said, remind me what I really liked about this film and why I'm actually putting this, I'm thinking ahead of Annabelle Comes Home is Mm -hmm. the almost seamless, actually the seamless tie-in between um, Annabelle and like that film, like between Annabelle. Yeah. Like I loved how, you know, the little girl, gets adopted and her name is or she says her name is annabelle mm-hmm. you know she even has though her name doll. wasn't really annabelle exactly and she has the doll the doll is in the store you know i love that shit and then it ties into the annabelle movie where you find out that that was the girl who killed the parents or whatever yep. like that's, yep. that's the whole like murder that happened at the tail end of the movie i'm like yo that fucking shit is dope and you find yeah. out like those are the name in the second Annabelle movie. You find out those were the neighbors. Like mm-hmm. that was so good, and I was just like, okay, that's a good tie-in, especially watching it chronological order. Like that shit was awesome. Like I love shit like that. I mean, but and that's if, that's why I put chronicle- it up because it was so seamless. In chronological order, it does look dope. 
but if you're watching it like when it was released isn't it's uh, to me it wasn't that dope you know <laughs> because it's like we already know that she killed her parents you know because i watched the annabelle movie before i watched um annabelle comes home that was actually the third movie that i watched because i was excited to watch the annabelle movie which ended up doing more disappointment <laughs> than, <laughs> than excitement honestly but <laughs> but um I think for me it was just more of like um yeah we know that she killed her parents but it's like did we need this movie to kind of like make a storyline that hey this girl is actually possessed from the demon and this was from the demon a long time ago huh? you know no, and she finds her way necessary. back to the doll it it's it's too exactly. much tie-in. It's, it's too much like coincidence. It's, like it, you know what? It's very coincidental. I have to admit. I mean, again, <laughs> like to be, I like the thing that I like love the most is also the thing I almost hate the most. <laughs> That's the thing about these bottom tier movies. <laughs> like it's like my favorite part is this. That was also my least favorite part because it could have been done a lot better. And you know, and again, it's just like I but again, I thought, you know, from watching in chronological order, I thought mm-hmm. it was very seamless because I'm just kind of like because I recall like, well actually, you know, you do tell you know the parents' names, you know, but again, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. think I watched them like nights apart, so I didn't recall like what the you know adopted parents names were and then it was like oh shit that's like you know that's the neighbors of this new couple so yeah, yeah. we're going to i is annabelle next well she doesn't come up after this because she is not oh, yeah. after creation um, if we want to go into our next movie, but which is kind of like now the top four of the franchise movies, mm-hmm. we will get that. We will get back to this right after our break. So, like you shouldn't say in our scary in a uh, like you shouldn't say in a scary movie. I'll be right back. And we are back, and I am back with Megan's World as we are right now ranking all the Conjuring movies. Um, yeah, that came out because, um, yeah, this is just some shit we want to do to anger some people. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to recap, so to recap, like, the bottom four, the bottom four are The Curse of La Llorona, which is at the bottom at eighth. The Nun comes in seventh. Annabelle Comes Home is in six and five is Annabelle Creation. Like that, you like this list so far? Again, the last two, they're interchangeable. <laughs> they they definitely are. It's I I don't even know how like which one should go first because they both have their they both have their um positives and their negatives. So mm-hmm yeah they're definitely interchangeable so right now let's get into top four so top four um number four is definitely not annabelle surprisingly Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she was not the worst one out of this 
but it's actually the newest film from the Conjuring series, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh. And my God, did they just totally blow it with this one? I mean, at, for it to make the top four, it's something, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. But it definitely kind of it it was very lackluster in my opinion as a conjuring movie, you know, mm-hmm. considering I how agree. the conjuring movies are. This one was very lackluster to me. Definitely. And that's that's also why I uh <laughs> I I thought it was Annabelle, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's that's why we did <laughs> the number four. Because yeah, again, lackluster movie and you know, since this movie recently came out, I'm gonna try not to get into too many spoilers. However, um, <laughs> it at least try to. But <laughs> I don't know that- how I can because everything that I hate about this movie is a spoiler. You know, uh, true, true, uh, man. But as far as like what I liked about the film, the first thirty minutes is the best part that that's literally what it was that's <laughs> honestly and i think that's probably how we're gonna just like jump into we're just movie. gonna say like the, the first 30 minutes is the best the like hands first down 30 minutes was, are the best it and honestly that's what had me with high hopes I'm like oh shit this is good like okay there's a possession scene in the beginning honestly some of the best i've seen in the entire franchise frankly like honestly yeah. dare i say it probably the best possession scene in the franchise yeah and i'm just like yo this is actually good this is actually scary like this shit is crazy but then it just goes downhill and then it tries to do much too much and then it has this weird message at the end and weird resolution. <laughs> i'm just kind of like this sounds out of place and then <laughs> Not to mention that it was like literally turning into a fucking Disney film. It felt like the Conjuring went to Disney Universe. <laughs> like a storybook ending of whatever. And like I, this was literally, I want to say, what's the movie with Maleficent, Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's literally what this film reminded me of with this little like Disney moment. Like of Maleficent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt there's too many Disney moments. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> freaking, especially between Etta Lorraine, and I'm just like, which is why I mentioned it, but the Lorraine, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I gotta say this. Thinking about it now, Ed kind of pissed me off. Yeah, in this in this film. You know, yes, but then again, okay, we're not getting your spoilers, but there was something up with Ed during this film. Well, is it really a spoiler, though? Because I feel like it's not really a... I mean, it... No, no, it's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Even though it happens within the first 30 minutes, it's a spoiler because it does affect a lot of the plot. (laughs) (laughs) True, true, true. Oh, no, I, I just felt like with with what he was doing just the way he was just intentionally doing the fuck shit i was just <laughs> like bruh come on <laughs> like but you gotta give ed the benefit of the doubt <laughs> he was going through some things with this bill <laughs> the rain 
long she had to be a bad bitch like even more of a bad bitch than she already is like i loved her i love her so hey hey all i'm saying is yeah you're right lorraine is a bad bitch because she was talking all types of freaky to ed she was like <laughs> oh yeah when we get home i got something special for you <laughs> they, they be like okay and that's also part of the drinking game when they <laughs> <laughs> whenever they say something that looks like they about to get their freak on yeah that whole like any movie with Ed Lorraine you know they about to fuck <laughs> I swear it's like they were gonna find like a possessed gravestone or, or grave um out in the cemetery and just fuck on that shit and while they're fucking they just be like cast away demons cast away demons like he got that holy water rant ready just in case yeah (laughs) well maybe we'll cancel it out i don't know (laughs) (laughs) right oh boy oh man we we crazy we bad on here yeah yeah (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, that's all we're gonna say about that movie, unless if you have anything. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I have nothing else to say because honestly, the twist just really pissed me off. And I was just like, why movie? Why? <laughs> the twist was so unbelievably predictable. Like I called it from a mile away. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's our twist. Oh, it's right here. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not talking about that twist. I'm talking about like the twist on why everything is happening. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but that's also a twist within the twist. Well, well, the not the big twist, but I'm talking about the twist. Well, yeah, yeah the oh, twist yeah. within a twist. Yeah, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. The twist. In, yeah, because I was just like, really, this is what this is what we're going to now. So. <laughs> i'm sorry y'all whoever liked this film it deserves this the 53 percent of ron tomatoes i'm sorry (laughs) but it really holds a 53 percent on ron tomatoes and i'm like you know what that's justified ron tomatoes (laughs) not being a dick like oh yeah that is it's not the best movie in the conjuring series but the first 30 minutes though the first 30 minutes hits hard i love it (laughs) yeah all right moving away from that film let's go to the next film that is at number three which is surprisingly at number three right annabelle how you the know, fuck did she get all the way to number she, three you know what? <laughs> annabelle is frequent throughout this entire series so she's a sneaky bitch like she really is but i found i can't wait till fun. people do the drinking game though <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, and you People have to do whatever Annabelle is shown, and she is shown a lot. So that's going to be a one sipper because we don't want to hurt you all. <laughs> we don't want anyone to go, for, you know, in the hospital for alcohol poisoning. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, um, I found it, even though it was frustrating in a lot of parts, I found mm-hmm. it to be entertaining. Um, obvious Rosemary's Baby references, yeah, from the jump, you know, because for me, like, I don't know, I'm pretty hit or miss when it comes to plot lines about, like, you know, someone is pregnant going through horror. It's hit mm-hmm. or miss for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
and it's just kind of like and the whole thing about like first you know the the juxtaposition of like or comparison actually about okay uh motherhood and trying to and then you know the anxieties of motherhood and then top of that you know <laughs> demons or yeah. monsters you know in yeah. the case of uh a quiet place and stuff like that yeah like, yeah I mean, it could, it could seem very cliche, but again, like, I guess, like, it, it was done pretty well. There is a lot of parts where you're like, you think, you know, what's going to happen. It's just like, oh, okay. It didn't happen that way. But then there's some things that are so predictable that it's just kind of like, ugh. but again, it was more of an entertaining movie. There was more twists and turns, which why I rank it a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. you know um the ending i did not like <laughs> i did not like the ending either yeah um well okay this movie is pretty old so we'll say that <laughs> i mean Allison. again i i i mean i'm not against spoilers because i'm like if you want to watch this movie you'll watch it you know you'll unless it's it. like it's a really good movie then i try and keep away from spoilers you know yeah again it's not the best movie in the franchise but it's you know. not but it's it's good enough to make top three it's good enough to make top three but it's not the best movie in the franchise it's just so bananas because it should be devil made me do it i was rooting for that movie but it's not we were it's rooting not- for you, for you. <laughs> like yeah no it like i'm telling you like it should have kept that same fucking energy but oh, but also a funny thing about who who directed the devil made me do it is the same director of another movie, one of our bottom tier movies. What movie is that, Walt? Um, that would be the Curse of La Llorona. Exactly. So Yeah, so Mr. Michael fuck, Chavez. Mr. Michael Chavez, I need you to I need you to get your shit together. I think I need you to attend the school of Jordan Peele and Ari <laughs> Aster. <laughs> yeah. Like a oh, holy shit, man. But anyway, yeah, that, that's my old old rant. <laughs> but I like there's so much little rep. Okay, so going to the fact, and again, like people might come at me for this shit in the comments. They might not because I always bring this up. If you know the shit I do on Instagram, you know I'm gonna bring this fucking shit up. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Um. There's so much little representation in the horror genre, especially in the Conjuring series. Like with the, except, you know, there's a majority of white folks in this, in this franchise. Yep, yep. We, we get the one black character played by Alfred Woodard. <laughs> she dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and not only... Does she die in like a slasher way? She sacrifices herself because her daughter died in a car crash. By the way, that's a theme in all these conjuring movies. Everyone dies through car crashes. Yeah, you kind of pointed that out. I never really noticed that. But yeah, that <laughs> happened in um in Annabelle Creation. Their daughter died from a from a van. A- well, not a van, but a truck hitting their daughter. Kind of like very pet cemetery esque in a way, also. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. Maybe I'll put that on the drinking game. Like whenever there's a car crash, a reference to a car crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 By the way, drinking game card will be coming out soon, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll just have to ask that in there. Like, I would say, like, take four drinks whenever there's a car crash. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But yeah, no, yeah, her daughter dies from a car crash. And um, yeah, she feels shit about that. And that's why she feels a connection to, you know, uh, what was the lady's name? I forgot her name, the main character. You remember her name? Um, I will look that up right now. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's chill. Um, yeah, just keep talking while I look that up. Oh yeah, no problem. But yeah, no, oh Mia, uh, Mia, Mia. Yes, that's right. Yeah, she finds a connection with Mia and her baby, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, this is how." And again, she's like a fucking like black sidekick, like you know, whimsical. <laughs> black sidekick like it's just like oh she's perfect with children oh she mm-hmm. knows she owns a bookstore and she knows how to defeat this demon and then she's just like oh my daughter would have wanted this that way jump out the window and it's like wow <laughs> Mia almost spared herself for her daughter and then her husband is just like no don't do it for the daughter and then you know Alfred Woodard even though that's not her character's name but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, She's just all like, oh, okay. Like, I have nothing to live for. Her character name was Evelyn. Evelyn, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I did not like that. I did not like that at all. Because I just thought that was like cheap Hollywood um, racist fuckery. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Going back to what you were saying too, because I am also kind of like a hit or miss when it comes to like, you know, pregnant women in horror films. Um, like, I do love Rosemary's Baby. Me too. I Me too. It's one of my favorites. don't like some of the knockoffs that are kind of like it. So like this movie, like Lyle, this one's dealing with like a gay couple who have a kid and it's literally like a carbon copy of Rosemary's Baby, except it got Michael Che in there. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a very, very goofy movie, honestly, in in my opinion. Um, and it's just it's not a good film at all, you know. Um, so going back to kind of like what to this movie and why I'm mentioning this, as far as like Mia being like a pregnant mother in this film. I get it. It kind of like gives her like a handicap in a way in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like they didn't really try to stick to it the whole way through the film, mm-hmm. which sometimes I felt like, well, why make her pregnant if you're just going to give her the baby anyway? You know? And I feel yeah, like maybe they could. The... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, but I was just saying like, they probably needed to have that. I mean, okay, granted, even though it's a pregnancy movie, for the most part, I kind of mm-hmm. like how it was a baby, like, young mother movie. Yeah. You know, because especially, like, um, you know, and a whole thing about, like, I, I don't know, like, you can even say things, uh, this might be a stretch, too. I don't even know this. this was the attention of the movie. But, you know, how... Mia had all those baby dolls and stuff like that because she loved yeah 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 even prior to being pregnant and mm-hmm. stuff. So 
I cut and you know it you know taking care of a doll all this other stuff and how like it's you know girls you know they usually grow up with baby dolls and like oh take care of your baby you know whatever the heck you know type of yeah, stuff yeah. so I kind of liked how it wasn't the typical pregnancy movie pregnancy mm-hmm. movie because it did involve like you know that postpartumness of it but even though she was like I mean, girlfriend snapped back. She didn't experience any postpartum other than the fucking possessions. Like, yeah, she was yeah, all yeah, happy yeah. and shit. Like, yeah. all that. Other than Annabelle being on her fuck shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. I guess for me, I felt like a lot of what was happening could have happened after the pregnancy, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, again, but you need to have a horrific part of you know, with it being a horror movie, like, oh, is yeah. she gonna lose the baby? And like, oh no, she doesn't. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It just felt like more of like the hind of Sharon Tate to me. Oh yeah. my god! You know, you know what? That I, which I actually kind of like the correlation between that shit because they made a reference to the Manson family mm-hmm. and stuff, and I think that's why they decided to add her pregnancy as a reference to that i mean that, it, that movie came out like, way before that movie came out though well well no, Annabelle... not, not, not to like this sharon tate movie no oh I oh not that garbage not that garbage i'm talking about the actual case of sharon tate like oh that's yeah the, yeah yeah that's the shit that they're trying to reference directly which i was just like okay well that's cool well you know it is a reference because um remember they mentioned um charlie manson and his family on the television exactly that's the thing and i was just like well that's cool you know like in a really fucked up way that's cool (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah let's talk about horror i'm gonna say some really fucked up shit that's cool (laughs) (laughs) but not on the sauce talk though (laughs) Exactly, right? Um, but yeah, no, that shit. Um, I thought that was good, you know, and it was a good lead up. Again, the first scene was really great in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, or not the first scene, like the first, like that's like probably like scene three or so. Yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, but you know i just i found that um yeah i'm not gonna be repetitive i thought that was cool and i thought that was necessary for that to make a direct reference and about kind of setting the time of everything um <laughs> yeah oh, I, I didn't like I, the husband i did not like the husband too he the, was the husband he was there. definitely annoying <laughs> I mean, again, this was the 1960s and husband's kind of like freaking like, oh, I'm working. I'm not going to be there. Hey, honey, you doing okay? Okay, I'm going to go back to work. Like, that's the culture. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, whatever. Like, he's he's a husband and father from a distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. But yeah, no, the dude was dumb. Like, why the fuck do you go into the other house, man? Like and leave the door wide fucking open with your pregnant wife like (laughs) he did do a lot of things that made you question like why do why why are you doing that you know 
especially yeah. when he went to the hospital to see the um the pastor in the in the hospital or should I, not the pastor but the priest yeah after he got laid out by annabelle and everything <laughs> oh speaking of what movie was that where you see the priest oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the curse of La Llorona. Yes. Oh my God. You know what? We forgot to mention, and we're kind of going back audience for a bit. La Llorona <laughs> is not a good film to watch to be scared, but definitely a good film to laugh at. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so you do the connection, the soul connection between the movies is the, the same priest is there yeah i yeah. almost forgot about this dude but he mentions about his experience of demonic possession and how he actually had to get attacked by a fucking demon to believe this shit he claims this <laughs> and he's a priest he's a fucking priest yo <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Like, what kind of agnostic priest is this? <laughs> Never thought I'll say that. But see, that's that's the thing though. This dude is blessing people's house. Think about it. This dude has been called up to bless people's houses, and he's sitting there probably in his mind, like, hey, I don't know what y'all call me here for. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, motherfucker. All right, thank you. I'll, I'll be like. Two hundred dollars, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? He's a blessing, doing all this. According to him, he's doing all this performative shit, and then he was just like, "Yo, this shit is real." <laughs> By a doll, man. <laughs> By a doll, fam. What's up with that? <laughs> like, yo, that was just so. I fell out laughing. I was like, "Wait a minute, did he just say that?" <laughs> <laughs> but see that goes back to what we were saying before is like even though they were trying to tie up loose ends they actually made a lot of things worse in the curse of la llorona as far as the conjuring universe goes especially mm -hmm. that character they literally killed that character in a matter of like a few seconds mm-hmm because then it's, it was like, why why did they call this dude in the first place? in <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle, like, why did they call this man? Exactly. Yeah, no. Oh, messy, messy, messy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad we talked about that movie because I was just like, that reminded me. <laughs> oh, man. That, was, that shit was funny to me. And like, you, home dude, you took vows. You took <laughs> bows, man. Wait, wait, wait. But what about the other um priest? Well, the one that's not a priest anymore, you know? Oh, yeah. That dude was also fuck shit. <laughs> he was also fuck shit, but that's, that's in another movie that we're not going to talk about. Spoilers! <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of corrupt priests. Like, honestly, like, Ed is not even a priest, but he's, like, the best priest in this entire movie. <laughs> 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 oh, i mean the, the dude in devil made me do it though the priest there he was he was decent yeah he was decent he's you no know, he's the most you know he's the most um comparable priest <laughs> <laughs> everyone else was just like that dude oh my god <laughs> 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 oh, 
All right. Well, I don't think there's anything else I can really add to Annabelle, except like I did enjoy that one scene where they had like the little girl. That's the thing. A lot of these movies have jump scares and sometimes the jump scares are kind of like unpredictable, which I do like in the Annabelle movies. What you think is about to be a jump scare sometimes ends up not being a jump scare, but then they lull you into another scene that ends up being a jump scare and it just comes at you. I do like that from the Annabelle series. Mm -hmm. Um, The one scene that I do enjoy, which which is also a very good transition, is when like that little girl that's in like the apartment where Mia is at, you Mm -hmm. know, she looks at Mia, she runs to Mia, then she turns from like the little girl to like the demon version of herself as Annabelle and she runs after Mia and disappears afterwards. Mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's one decent scene from this movie um i don't think there's really much other scenes that i really like as far as like the demon possession i mean even though like you get to see a lot of stuff moving and catching on fire but whatever i hey. thought it was cool as far as the demon possession just my biggest thing with annabelle though the whole franchise before we move forward is that when you look at the annabelle case when she started doing like you know that type of stuff like the real life case mm-hmm. like people die people don't that die that's my movies. biggest issue with like the conjuring movies is that mm-hmm. no one really dies unless you know unless they're alfred wheeler what, 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 what unless they're alfred wooder you know <laughs> then, yeah you die for sure but it's it's always a sacrifice with the conjuring franchise i mean the only like casualty is a dog like (laughs) it seems like as far as like as far as demon possession the only casualty is a dog which is sad and that's the shit i hate too i hate when black people die and i hate when dogs die Or and black people sp- sacrifice themselves. I hate that shit. <laughs> and speaking of dogs, coming in at number two <laughs> is The Conjuring. I know. We didn't choose the number one, or the first movie is number one. So, yeah, that's probably going to piss some people off, but we'll yeah. get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, The Conjuring is a great movie. Honestly, and again, our top two were neck and neck, narrow it down, but it's just like, you know, The Conjuring, solid. Um, our um oh so our favorite our favorite actress well, well who's our favorite actress in the conjuring movie we can't talking about her oh uh, joey king joey king <laughs> she did the damn thing in that and she was like hella young so yep. we're not, yeah we're like looking like wait that's joey king like shit you know because well man, at first we were looking like who is that? I feel like I've seen her before. You know, right. and I was feeling the same way too. I was like, I feel like I've seen her before. And then I looked at the names of the, all the actors that were in this movie. And I was like, wait, that's Joey. Joey King was in this movie. And then I was like, oh shit, that little girl was Joey King. Yo! Because that scene in the bedroom where she sees a figure and you can't see what she talk about, but she is scared shitless. Yep, yep. Oh my god! I was like, I was watching that initially, and I was just like, man, that girl could act. And then come to find out, Oh my gosh! I'm like, yes, that girl can act. Do some yep. more shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because yep. girl knows how to do layers. 
she knows how it's like man man exactly because the act she was great in the act like that mm-hmm. hands down and that's that's why you know we fell in love with her as an actress the act but i'm like yo she needs to be written on like other big projects like great ones to show that range yeah because like again that was her that was her moment to shine and yeah no that girl and then i mean granted the girl that played um i believe uh what's that renezme and twilight i think she's in that movie mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the younger um sister that sleepwalks she was good too for what her role was but, <laughs> but no case, she did she did the damn thing <laughs> but yeah no that movie was great um and you know it just kind of felt like a run-of-the-mill possession movie though but it was a good run-of-the-mill possession movie it, w- it was but i think because of like it was based on true events-esque you know <laughs> semi based on true events um it made the movie a little bit interesting it didn't seem like too out of pocket with like um just the whole possession just like you know they're going in the house mm-hmm. um you know all this fuck shit is happening Mm-hmm. They don't, no one believes it at first, you know, because no one wants to listen to the kids and what they see. Mm-hmm. Well, at least one of the kids that sees it, you know, mm-hmm. because she's just like the youngest one. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, everything starts going haywire. And, you know, there's ghosts appearing out of everywhere. And come to find out, a whole family died in that whole little area, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the, and the one that's getting possessed the most is the mom in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, no, like, I, again, like, and this movie had a lot of Easter eggs in it. And I loved the Easter eggs and the subtlety and the attention to detail on this movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's this one scene, you know, when the kids played the clapping game and stuff. Yeah. If you pay attention close enough, you see two shadows. So, you, of course, like the red herring of it all is the, sh- you know, the clap in the closet, which is a demon, mm-hmm. right? But if you actually look at the corner of the screen, you see, you know, the actual, cl- you know, the gr- little girl clapping. And I didn't mm-hmm. notice that until the second time, I, you know, until watching it this go around. And I was yeah. just like, oh man, that's cool. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's fucking weird. But you really have to pay attention to the shadow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like with a lot of the Conjuring universe movies, you have to pay attention to the surroundings. It's almost mm-hmm. like it feels like a Stanley Kubrick film, where like you know you got to really pay attention to like the surrounding areas that Kubrick places his characters in. Mm-hmm. you know to kind of like see what like each scene is going to be about exactly. um yeah that's what like the country movies are like it's like you gotta pay attention because they're not telling the story like within like just like with the people in front of you that are being like staged in front of you but it's mm-hmm. also within like how they stage like shadows in the background and how they move into the film or mm-hmm. sometimes it's like even when like the Annabelle films you see people move in the background and it's like very creepingly, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes for me, I always get those, oh shit. And like, I don't really jump to horror movies because I mean, I watch it like on a regular, 
but there are some movies that you know they catch me sometimes they catch me like it real tough <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely no i feel you on that and then another thing too that i like about the whole franchise you do see raggedy ann dolls especially for the annabelle movies i really mm-hmm. like that because that was the original annabelle or the annabelle is a raggedy ann doll so i thought that was a good nod again because <laughs> you know me i'm like yeah well i'm a big like true crime slash like ghost story nerd and stuff and i like looking at that stuff but i wish that they actually delve right in to that again it's a little too late right now because the actors probably look different mm-hmm. from- <laughs> they can't like recreate those scenes or use that b-roll because i already used it but i just like yo just please like petition like give me a nurse annabelle movie like <laughs> like an in-between cool like give me that shit <laughs> yeah well i mean they could use a totally different totally different actors and actresses because they've been doing that for all the films they you know? have. yeah they have i don't know why i'm fronting like that yeah, <laughs> well, let's be real because they remember they changed up frenchy that was totally different Annabelle the if you pay attention in the first Annabelle movie the little girl that's in the pictures is not the same little girl that's in Annabelle creation you know oh shit that is so true so yeah no they do that shit all the time yeah no I just I just want a true like Annabelle movie with fucking Annabelle strangling a dude I I love that (laughs) (laughs) like crawling up on him on the couch and strangling him oh man I would love yeah And then people like saying, oh, it's a doll. And then getting in car crashes. Again, you can still have the car crashes and get in car crashes later because you're like, oh, fuck that doll. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that because part. I do, I, do have, I do have an Annabelle Funko because, you know, why not? <laughs> oh, shit. It's a creation Funko. I just realized that. Oh, well, I was looking. <laughs> oh, That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that was number two. So obviously number one is The Conjuring 2. And I gotta say, this movie does a lot of things possession films don't normally do. That's true. You know, and I mean, again, I only have very few possession movies I like. I love The Exorcist, obviously. I mean, everybody loves The Exorcist. Everyone does. You know, but my other favorite movies is Veronica which kind of delves into like a teenage girl in Mexico getting possessed. And like, it's the first, or actually, I don't think it's Mexico. I think it's Spain, but it's literally the first case where they ruled a person's death was due to possession. Mm -hmm. So that was one movie that was very interesting because that one was based off of a true event. Um, my other favorite is the exorcism of Emily Rose. That mm-hmm. one was that one was a really good movie. Um, yeah, I believe I saw that one. That one's good. Yeah. Yeah. Part one and part two. Even though part two was a little bit sexualized, like in that second movie, literally they the demon that's possessing her is um. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not the exorcism of Emily Rose. It's the last exorcism. That my oh, bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's like the first one was a found footage movie which was mm-hmm. crazy 
The mm-hmm. second one was the follow-up movie, but it's not a found footage movie. It's an actual cinematic movie. But in this film, like the demon that was possessing her is now in love with her. So it does like all this freaky shit. Like this girl is literally like getting fucked by this demon while she's asleep. And she's just like floating in the air. It's a crazy movie. Oh my gosh, it's very Rosemary Baby. But... <laughs> oh my gosh. But not like Rosemary Baby's good, but it's like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> but, but yeah, that yeah. one is good. Um, the Taken of Deborah Logan, that one is a good film also um, as a possession movie. But Conjuring 2, Conjuring 2 just goes beyond. You it's not only beyond. get like a lot of fuck shit that happens like you get like a demon Mm -hmm. you know and you get and Lorraine doing their thing trying to fight this demon now the thing is it's like Lorraine is like hold on motherfucker I'm trying to get out of this I'm done like playing this game because you know they're getting too close they're coming after me they're trying to Mm -hmm. kill me they're trying to kill my family Mm -hmm. and the other and she's like, yo, I just saw hell pretty much. Like, Yeah, I just yes, saw you, hell. Yeah, you know, she's like, yo, I gotta get the fuck out. I'm going too deep into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get a family who are being terrorized by this demon. At least you think it's one, this one specific demon terrorizing them. But turns out it's not even him that's terrorizing them. Oh no, we got mm-hmm. Valak herself pulling all the strings. Exactly. And you see her sprinkled throughout, but it's like, it does what, uh, what was the other movie that we just talked about? It does what the nun doesn't do, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, kind of like, you know, hints, okay, she's the baddie of it. Mm-hmm. But you, de- you know, but it never like, the film never intentionally confuses you you know no it it is done very well and there are great twists and turns but going off of the possession thing you actually see um you empathize with the character who's getting possessed you empathize with the little girl yeah and she is she's not like a fucking maniac possessed person like Mm -hmm. the entire time she has her moments where you know crazy shit happens to her and then you have moments where she's normal and she can hold a conversation and there was a possession story like a you know true possession story that was like that where it was like the person got possessed but she was never really the same but she had moments of like being kind of normal and then she had moments of like you know talking like a demon you know Mm -hmm. like a whole man you know that was kind of like that type of thing so like um i thought that movie was so good talking about that and yeah. you know, explaining that um and stuff like that i thought that was great and then also how it connects to other stories like the amityville horror like that opening scene was very chilling you know yeah. and lorraine goes into this perspective of the husband you know of it all and stuff and that shit was crazy and then that's how she meets Valak and stuff for the first time and it was just done very well and then 
there were some great jump scares. <laughs> there were some great there, jump scares in this film. Jump scares, like we even discovered where that one meme with the with the crooked man, where that came from, which I didn't even know he was the crooked man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. that, but yeah, no, there were some great jump scares. Um, as far as like the main Conjuring movies, for the most part like the cinematography is really good the use of lighting all that is great and this movie definitely has that um it's a very like dark tone movie very similar to how um the first conjuring movie was which actually makes sense because it's a follow-up but um it it just made it that much creepier made the jump scares scarier um, I would say another movie, even though it was towards bottom tier that did really well was Annabelle Creation. It was the lighting was very similar to the Conjuring movies, which yeah. I actually liked. It was a little bit more saturated because, you know, their house was saturated. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, same thing with um, Annabelle, too. I did like the color palette of that, even though it was a little bit more saturated, it still was creepy. But, you know. Yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah no um conjuring 2 kicked ass but you know it but here's the thing like it's only better than the first conjuring movie by hair but it is just, it definitely oh, is they're neck and neck but just by hair that extra step with the possession stuff and actually you know the you know humanizing of that girl definitely pushed it forward and then also the post credit scene is great yeah absolutely excellent because you yeah. have that audio footage and that's yeah. just chill and they did that again with the devil made me do it which i appreciate it mm-hmm. but it's still like man the conjuring though they have the best credit sequence uh, and credit sequences hands they down. do they really mm-hmm. do there there's no other movies i could think of that have like really good end credit scenes um better than the conjuring series you know i mean maybe there are other movies like maybe like i want to say super bad had a very good one even though that's not Mm -hmm. a horror movie but i feel like they had a very good end credit scene you know well end credits and what have you um but yeah i do love the end credits to the conjuring series um there's nothing really else i could put on top of it um i just really think this film is a really good film it was really done well it actually i felt like it furthered a little bit more of what the movies were trying to do in the first one you know you know what that's true i you know what i completely yeah i agree with that one um that point because and I love how they bring it back to real life stories. Yeah. You know, real Which I think that's what the devil made me do. It was kind of missing mm-hmm. because it felt like it went, it traveled more into more of a Hollywood realm. And I felt like, because maybe um, from conjuring two to devil made me do it. Look what was in between those two movies. <laughs> a bunch of fuck shit you know a bunch of fuck shit hollywood cash grabs so you didn't really get into like the meat of like this is based off of a case even if it's loosely based there's still that like hey this is the facts here's the receipts 
this shit was real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this shit like really happened to these people. Like, I like how the Conjuring series shows the receipts at the end credits. And people that do know the case could look at any true crime or possession YouTube or TikTok video talking about said thing and recognize, oh shit, that's an Easter egg from this. Or that's an mm-hmm. Easter egg from the case. Like all that. And I wish there was more of that. But again, you got all this fuck shit. And that's why I'm saying like Annabelle was such a missed opportunity. And that's what ticks me off the most about it. And I'm like, yo, if there's not already a petition about that, I'm going to make a petition. (laughs) 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 And share it all over the interwebs. And like, yo, horror community, come on, let's get that horror movie. Um, (laughs) True crime community freaking ghost story enthusiast community <laughs> right right <All> <laughs> let's pull together and make this movie happen yep <laughs> man with right. the raggedy and doll no it doesn't it could be creepy Annabelle. i don't even give a fuck it, it can be that <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're about to go into another break again and when we come back, I'm going to have the outro for you guys. So be right back. What? You want to get fucked up, motherfucker? Why? What's up, then? What's up? Fuck me, what's up? Now get my way, So we are back for the outro. All right. So it's me and Megan's world, you know, world of doom. Which... Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 And so right now we don't have a slasher corner for the week, but right now for this corner, um, let's talk about something that's very interesting that I saw that came out a couple of weeks ago. Why is there a Karen movie? <laughs> because... I swear. Because (laughs) BET. Um, because it was an easy movie to make during the pandemic. (laughs) Um, because (laughs) they wanted to make a version of Get Out that didn't need to be made. It really does feel like a B-rated version of Get Out, which is really sad. It is, it's so sad. And I, like, honestly, when I saw the video circulating, I thought it was a parody. So I didn't even look at it. I and did too. I found out that this is an actual fucking movie that's going right? to be made. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck? I'm glad it's going to <laughs> television. I'm glad it's going to be like a lifetime movie. But I'm like, yo, how fucking like the great thing that here's a thing and why get out can't be duplicated it is so subtle with a lot of its um references and you know watch any analysis video 
it's a detailed movie. Also, it's a movie that talks about uh, systemic racism for a demographic that's not stereotypically racist, which is white liberals, and talk about the duality of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and kind of what's it like to, you know, how, you know, white liberals definitely can be racist as well, you know. That oh yeah thing. definitely and um, i thought it was great you know and that regard plus all this other stuff and also talking about it it could be a um what well, is a blatant um allegory of cultural appropriation you know yeah so and you know and only seeing black folks for what they can do for white people instead of just seeing black folks as people that's yeah. great with the Karen movie, what I picture this being is just like, okay, it's talking about racist Karens. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What are you going to say about Karens? People hate Karens, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, in this film, it looked like they're trying to make it look like Karens have a little bit of power, which kind of like they try and make this movie work in a sort of way. Now, here's the thing. One thing I'll give it props for, it is a black film, <laughs> somewhat. I, I, I would, you know, somewhat. that's great. Yeah. Somewhat, somewhat. Now, do we need a Karen film? No, <laughs> we really we don't. don't. Karen film because we know Karens be Karen, Karen, <laughs> and we know that. May I speak to the manager types? They feel entitled. You know, we know that white women in society do have power. We do know about white women tears. We know about all yep. that. So it's just yep. like movies like that. I mean, there's already like hella like articles this year around talking about that shit. There's already videos talking about that. Like it's so unnecessary. For instance, if this movie came out, like before get out or like a couple years after maybe well technically actually coming a couple years after but if it came out as an indie film a little bit before get out or like way before get out then that shit would have been awesome but it would have been called a different movie and also i think the titles bothersome too karen yeah yeah i don't the the title is so fucking cringy because like karen is a punchline Karen is also an insult to come people, but it's mostly a punchline. Don't yeah. name your. It's kind of like with Rebecca. Exactly you know, right, Rebecca. Rebecca used to be yeah, that used to be the punchline before Karen. Exactly, you like know? Becky with the good hair, like that type of shit. Like yo, like it's so ingrained in pop culture. You can't have a title of a horror movie that is a punchline. Because it's gonna sound like a parody, mm-hmm. and that's why I thought it was a parody, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, what I if thought it was, was like a, one of those a Becky movie, or what if like she has a daughter named Becky? That's just gonna be fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's not gonna be yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like one of those like 
honest trailers you know those those comedy trailers on youtube i really thought it was one of those mm-hmm. like I found out, like, it's so... type of shit. yeah like yeah Hill. yeah and that's what it looks like it looks so cheap like taryn manning i love i love her as an actress like orange is the new black she was dope as fucking that but it's just like that fucking hair and makeup that fucking wig though that she's wearing is so awful <laughs> <laughs> now here's something to kind of play devil's advocate, what if the Karen movie ends up being good? And then I, I like, <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Like people had shit to say about Get Out when the first trailer came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot to say about Get Out because I was like, Jordan Pill is making a horror movie. I oh wow. Okay, this is gonna be like a comedy. It's gonna be like a bunch of funny shit, and I can't take this shit seriously. Mm-hmm end up watching it and i'm like i love this fucking film <laughs> like, and, and that's, okay. that's one of the movies i regret not seeing in theaters i actually i saw it on like a plane actually like i was yeah, traveling. i actually saw it in theaters i was lucky enough to see it there i'm so jealous because that's that's one movie like okay like i was i was in college when that movie came out and I grew up, in, well, not grew up, but I, my, the school I went to was in a smallest college town. So it wasn't like, it was only released in select theaters, right? So yeah. the, um, but it was only for a limited time. I didn't get to see it. And I was, I'm still pissed. But then when, you know, I saw it on freaking Delta Airlines or whatever the fuck I was flying. I was like, <laughs> yo, I gotta see this just expecting like okay you know it'd be a good movie and i was so shook by it i was like gasping and so shit and probably the person next to me was like what the hell she watched <laughs> <laughs> but yo like that that was one movie i wish i saw in theaters and if there's gonna be a screening of it somewhere you know when i mean theaters are gonna open up but if hey of a movie theater near me screens it i'm like yo i'm gonna see this on the big screen <laughs> <laughs> like yo but um yeah like um, but, I karen. This. but that karen movie like who knows it might be great it might be a cult classic who knows i don't think it's gonna be a get out but, oh no no but here's the problem though here's the problem with the trailer and why i know it's probably gonna be bad is that it revealed the entire fucking plot in the <laughs> so you know this shit is gonna be awful i mean but what can you hide from it though like what can you keep hidden we already know this is gonna be like karen calling everybody and like i said they had to give her a little bit of power in order to make this movie work you know uh you know what i, I i'm glad they revealed the whole thing about like the cop brother i'm glad about that mm-hmm. but the fucking like of confederate self-destruction oh my god yeah 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 (laughs) like it's the big reveal that she's a member like she's a kkk wife (laughs) wait what about some of the some of the reveal she doesn't like you because you're black but i'm black She's like, yeah, she doesn't like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> duh. Stupid ass. Stupid ass. <laughs> like, 
I'm still gonna watch it though, and we're probably gonna have an episode about let's talk about horror. <laughs> <laughs> or World of Doom. Or World of Doom. Stay tuned because I think it's gonna be cringy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, thank you for Megan for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. This was fun, even though I'm like starting to get sleepy. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I know we're, we're pretty much recording at a late time, you guys, and it is like, you know, yeah, almost that time. <laughs> that's, what, the... that's what happens to be update dog. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> All I got to say is, yeah, thank you, Megan, for coming to the show. And thank you, Rockstar, for the energy that you gave me on the show. <laughs> not sponsored, but should be. <laughs> not sponsored, but should be. Just like Ornitos. Not sponsored, but should be. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, if you want to follow Megan, what's your handles again, Megan? Oh, yes. My handles are at Megan's World. That is M-E-A-G-A-N-Z World. I'm on Instagram and TikTok mostly. I dabble in Twitter, but still follow me on that because it's kind of lame with my follower count. Also, <laughs> I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, I co-host a podcast called The Sauce Talks. You could check it out wherever podcasts are streamed. And we are also on Twitch. We actually do live shows on Twitch and we are at The Sauce Media. So you check that out. It's a good time. A lot of cultural commentary and all that shit. It's gonna, it, it's really fun. So yeah, check me out on there. Yep, yep. And if you guys want to check your boy out, it's Walter Doom on Instagram, Walter Doom one on Twitter, Walter Doom on everything else. And this has been another episode of Let's Talk About Horror. This is America. Don't let them catch you slipping now. Stay diabolical, people. Peace.